0: hi everyone and welcome it's joy here jj walsh in hiroshima japan and this is the 60th episode of the sustainable tourism and travel focus of the podcast seek sustainable japan thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast i really appreciate it I wanted to talk about uh, a lot of the tours that I've started doing. I've been doing virtual tours and I'm moving into doing in-person tours as well in the Hiroshima area and beyond. Just talk a little bit about the tours that I've chose to do, some of the feedback I've been getting, um, some of the hurdles. And struggles in getting started in this new medium um, before coronavirus. I was when I started my own business in 2019. I was uh, doing in-person guide training uh, with people who were already tour guides and wanted to improve their brand for people coming from other countries. International visitors often have a different expectation or. a different needs than the domestic Japanese travelers when you're a guide. So I was working with them on improving their communication, but also improving their brand and improving how they talk about Japanese culture, how they talk about Japanese traditions integrated with their own personal stories and their own personal insights about places that they take visitors to. And I think that's a way I've always recommended to other people to elevate their brand. And it really wasn't until this year, 2022, that I started to think, maybe I can do guiding myself instead of just training others. Um, Maybe this is something I'm interested in. And so I chose a few places that I knew a little bit about after living in uh, this area for over 25 years. And started researching more about the stories about these places which I found really interesting and doing that research aspect of it really kind of got me excited about going back to these places and learning more and the more research I did And then I wanted to find a picture of that person that I was talking about. And then doing the virtual tours, I can share a picture, even something we can't see. um, I can share a picture while they're looking at what we're seeing in modern times. We can look back on pictures or information from olden times. And uh, my partner will laugh at this. He's a history major. And in all my years uh, together as a couple I've never shown an interest in history (laughs) but for some reason maybe it's the separation of coronavirus maybe it's reading more Uh, maybe it's just that time of my life but I am really interested in the history and the old stories of places as I do these guided tours And um, so, yeah, I wanted to share some of those insights with you. Um, So I've really been pondering about what's the purpose of travel. I think travel has so much importance in our lives. Uh, Now, after we're moving on, uh, living with coronavirus, now most of us have had vaccines. We're going to be wearing masks getting more vaccines going into the future, but it seems like tourism and travel is becoming a possibility again, as we are now in the middle of 2022. And I really think for someone who's so invested in sustainability and making better, more sustainable options when we can, in terms of how we take care of people, how we take care of our planet, and how we make necessary profits trying to balance that people planet profit um, three pillars as much as possible in everything we do i think tourism really fits in with that so perfectly that's why i was so interested in doing my uh, graduate degree my ma in sustainable tourism and it really validated a lot of the ideas that I had that tourism is really important in terms of making those interpersonal connections across culture. So we have more empathy for people who are different from ourselves. We have more sympathy when natural disasters or war happens to places that we have visited. It's a fact. That's the way our mind works uh, as humans Uh, if we haven't experienced anyone from that place or been to that place ourselves we don't have that connection which we need to have empathy and so if we're talking about travel as a part of sustainability i think that interconnectedness with other people and that ability to have empathy is a really important part of having a brighter, better future, uh, which is so key to sustainability. There's also that marketing aspect, creating destination appeal. Of course, we don't we don't want to go the dark road of tourism marketing, which is Uh, saying things that are not true or overemphasizing things that are not necessarily accurate. Uh, We want to be honest and humble in how we talk about destinations. Um, That is really important so people aren't disappointed when they come or do a tour. But it can, in a very uh, practical way, Uh, Introducing places through tourism, getting people to come to places through tourism can really save it. It can create destination appeal, especially important for places which need more income. I really believe uh, tourism can have that role of providing necessary income to areas that do not have other industries or other ways to get income and if uh, places that are less visited become more popular it should also bring in new residents. Uh, Alex Kerr talks about this in his projects that he's done around Japan when he remodels these old beautiful traditional buildings to become guest houses Um, He also is bringing new residents in. uh, Residents who are running the guest houses and living there. uh, New residents who are running uh, accompanied businesses. So they're running restaurants which feed the guests who come to his guest house. Or they have art studios uh, that the guests who stay at his guest house go and visit, right? So you are by using uh tourism creating tourism appeal and a place to stay you can have all these other collaborated businesses as a part of that initial appeal and marketing of a place because you're creating something new there um it also is really connected to peace Um, I do a lot of my tours because I'm based in Hiroshima, so a lot of my tours um, are connected to the dark and the light, trying to find the balance between a dark past and a traumatic history and uh, entrepreneurship, innovation of the present, uh, which will bring us a more sustainable, brighter future and trying to, as a guide, be humble in how you talk realistically about the different issues, even when they're difficult. I think this is something that a lot of the people who've been joining my tours have really mentioned, um, that they really appreciated this engagement, this insight, um, this content and facilitation um in a balanced way um i met a guide the other day in one of the places i always try to support local guides where i can and it's a good part of my education as becoming a better guide and he said something which i often hear um tour guides say sometimes uh, which sounds really defensive um saying oh when foreigners come in and they say uh, the Peace Park is just a park. It's just a beautiful park. And he was really offended by that. And I, I understand how he might be offended by that. But it's really important um, as a guide to try to understand both sides of what people say um, and where they're coming from. When they say that, and how what you're saying and what you're introducing is coming through their filter of their experiences and their life. Um, I'll give an example. So when I was doing a peace park, peace memorial park tour in Hiroshima, uh, we're at the A-bomb Dome, and even visitors, it's very easy to feel defensive sometimes as a visitor or uh, places like Hiroshima. It's really important that you try to be humble as a guide, but also as a visitor. And uh, one of the people said uh, the bombing of Hiroshima was a, a reaction to Pearl Harbor when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. And just diffusing that a little bit and talking about my personal story, was important right so saying you know i totally get that i grew up in hawaii i've been to pearl harbor many times Um, i know a lot of japanese visitors who go to pearl harbor and they feel very humble when they go and they really appreciate learning about that and i know a lot of americans who come to hiroshima and they visit peace park and they feel humble and grateful to be able to learn about that from the different perspective i also know that there are hibakusha hiroshima and nagasaki survivors who go pointedly to the pearl harbor memorial ceremonies and are part of that ceremony to show respect and i know american vets who also come to the Hiroshima or Nagasaki ceremonies to show respect. And isn't that the way forward, you know? And just very honestly talking about how I digest these big issues, I think is a way to diffuse some of the knee-jerk reactionary defensiveness Um, So it's been another example, I think, for me of how tourism can be a way to build community, more sustainable relationships across Japan, but also across the world, perhaps, right? Uh, So that's been really interesting. Um, another interesting thing I always try to encourage people to visit the rural areas the lesser uh, known areas off the beaten track track if there these are areas that they want to welcome visitors if I'm welcomed then I know that other international visitors will also be welcomed if I meet lots of friendly people then I know that lots of other international people will also be uh, impressed by how friendly people are. So I think that's that's a benefit of, of being an international person and an international looking person. <laughs> no matter how much I speak Japanese or how long I'm in Japan, I will always look like a visitor. And uh, people always ask me, where are you from? I had that yesterday when I was in a very rural country town of Mitadai and I said oh, I'm from Hiroshima where are you from and he's like oh, I'm from Kochi you know we we're speaking in Japanese but uh, he expected me to say another country but he got over it quickly and we moved on to an interesting conversation and Mitadai uh, is a very historical old uh, port town. One of, it was one of the biggest port towns uh, in terms of visitors and the appeal of it as an entertainment area. It had four tea houses uh, with lots of geishas working. Um, so then whenever I do a tour in today it's difficult because I want to be respectful to the women who suffered uh, through working for so many years in the sex trade um, as Geisha or Michael. And then I try to find stories about individual women who were part of history in any way and represent their stories because so often women are absent, women are missing from history and stories. And I think this is another way that I can empower women, even bringing them out of uh, this missing portion of history and bringing their stories alive. I feel like I'm doing my part um, for sustainable tourism, trying to bring respect and empower them even coming from the past. Uh, So Mitadai is a, a very interesting place to do a tour. And to talk about some of those stories Um, but one of the nice things about me today is every time I go and I talk to locals I always learn new stories and every time before any tour I do lots as much research as I can A lot of research in Japanese because the materials are just not there in English. I use a lot of translation software, going back and forth, uh, trying to search with different terms. So I feel like uh, my role in uh, creating and planning these tours is really throwing me back into research quite deeply, and I'm really enjoying it and uh, getting a lot out of it. Uh, So those Mitadai tours, because they're kind of difficult to get the information. But then I feel the more I do the tour and the more stories I have, uh, each tour is a little bit different, and that keeps it fresh for me. Um, But also I've noticed uh, some guests from around the world are doing the same tour more than once, and they're asking different questions, and they're getting slightly different tours, each time even at the same place and they're they're learning and they're building on what they already know to enhance their questions and enhance their understanding of a place um, over and over again so that's really interesting now even though i've been to places like peace park hundreds of times um, there are always new people to talk to Uh, new new sights to see Uh, I think Robert Yellen the ceramic and pottery uh, gallery curator in Kyoto who I've interviewed a few times on my talk show he says it uh, for areas around Kyoto that he walks that he loves it's like stepping into a river every time you step in the river is a bit different and uh, every time you do a tour even to the same place there's different elements to it it's not exactly the same every time and i think that to keep that in mind to try to do it differently every time is is a great focus um, i've been doing tours to famous places uh, so to miyajima island to hiroshima Castle, Um, to Hiroshima Memorial Peace Park um, but also lesser known places Uh, the Peace Pagoda just up from my house Uh, Fudoin Temple which is across town Uh, Onomichi Port which has become quite famous um, for the Shimanami Kaido cycling uh, destination start or end uh, where you can connect to bridges over different islands between Honshu Island and Shikoku Island um, but also lesser known places like a stylish garbage facility in Hiroshima City which was so beautifully designed and it raises interesting questions about our garbage and uh, how we're living in modern times and uh, where things go and Uh, it's incredible that they spent this much money on a beautiful design for a garbage facility but garbage is so central to all of our lives so it brings up a lot of interesting (laughs) questions and comments um i've also been going to rabbit island a lot of people don't know that rabbit island is in hiroshima Uh, it's called okunoshima But Rabbit Island also has a balance, an interesting balance between darkness and light because uh, during the wars, and this is from the Sino-Japan War, the uh, World War II time, it was a secret island and it was erased from maps and nobody in the local area was allowed to talk about it because they were making poison gas and uh, the stories of children who were forced or drafted into the military to work in those uh, gas factories, the poison gas factories. And what they went through after the war in uh, coming to terms with what they were doing, even though they didn't have a choice, really uh, interesting parallels to a lot of Hibaksha survivors or mobilized students who were drafted to work for the military uh, during the war so a lot of these tours even to lesser known places they have so many parallels and connections um, to other tours that i'm doing and then give me ideas new ideas oh i should go to this place next oh i should investigate that place Uh, One of my favorite tours, uh, which has also been very well received, is to uh, Shukan Gardens. It's right central uh, Hiroshima, not far from the station. And I've learned so much every time I go. It's not, I don't know. I mean, my undergrad was in psychology. My graduate degrees were in teaching English and then another master's in sustainable tourism. I've never studied design. I've never studied landscaping. But I've interviewed a lot of architects and carpenters and uh, people who are renovating old houses, the minka, kominka. And I think that has really brought up a lot of interest for me in traditional Japanese carpentry, traditional Japanese design, garden design, even tea ceremony, which I didn't have any interest in. Um, really interesting did you know this is something I learned on a recent tour when I was researching for this Shikeyan Gardens I had no idea that tea ceremony um, tea ceremony masters tea ceremony zen masters were also warlords shogun warlords and so this Shukean Garden was designed by a famous warlord, that they would get ready for battle (laughs) by doing tea ceremony. And it just, when I first was reading that, I was, I was unbelievable. Is that really true? Um, And then the more you think about it, you realize it's so calming and meditative and rhythmic and quiet that yeah, you could imagine that that ritualistic activity would help clear your mind and prepare you for battle. So that was a really interesting recent uh, insight. I also, uh, I've done a few tours in the town of Miterai where they have the old geisha culture and um, the modern innovation trying to revive the town because it's more than half the houses are empty and the aging population, the population's declining, um, but it's, it's got so many wonderful aspects of appeal as well. Like they have this great rule that if one of the old style houses is knocked down, you have to rebuild it in the, in the same style. So they're making rules as well to retain that traditional aesthetic. And that's really important. We need innovators, we need entrepreneurs, we need funding, we need tourism money, but we also need rules and regulation to make sure that the appeal, the aesthetic appeal, the classic appeal, the things that are good about a place are protected. Uh, so that's an interesting point about mitarai. It's also an interesting point about UNESCO World Heritage status places like Miyajima, Itsushima Floating Shrine, um, the Eibam Dome in Peace Park. It has helped to protect um, the aesthetic, the traditional qualities, the high quality of these places because they have been accredited, they have been Uh, Put to that high standard so they're protected. Uh, One of the recent uh, disappointing things um, in Hiroshima is part of that original peace city uh, plan when they rebuilt all of Hiroshima City that was destroyed from the bomb and they got funding from all over the world. They got funding from the military that was uh, helping rebuild everything and they got funding from the national government because of this focus on the peace city and it creating appeal using the narrative that it was going to motivate the world to uh, negotiate peacefully in conflict, not to use nuclear weapons, and to have that balance between nature and meaningful memorials and it extended from peace park which is a really wide open beautiful area extended all the way up the river along the riverbanks which are kept green and grassy and it included uh hiroshima's only big open grassy park central park um but That central park has recently been dug up and it's changed from public land, a public space that everybody could use and enjoy, to a privately run space by the new soccer stadium is going to be there. So only people who buy tickets are going to be allowed to use that space. Um, And that was a part of the original Peace City plan. So because that park did not have a rule protecting it from the government. It did not have, it was just kind of a general understanding that this was something for the people. A lot of volunteers had helped uh, build that park. Uh, People donated trees from around Japan and around the world for it. (sighs) But it wasn't officially protected so That's another example of how we need this UNESCO World Heritage Status, or we at least need rules and regulation that stick and protect the natural environment, protect the traditional aesthetic. Um, Yeah, so these are some of the ideas I've been thinking a lot about um, as I create these tours and research them. I'm still doing my uh, Seek Sustainable Japan talk show and researching about the people that I interview and about their backstory, about their projects, reading their books before we do the interview. So that is playing really nicely with doing the tours because I'm getting and sharing a lot of the insights from the interviews. Uh, on the tours as I walk around places and see things that are connected to some of the things that the experts have talked about, for example. Um, But yeah, so this is a new venture for me, 2022, uh, doing these online tours more, um, connecting with an international audience um, to introduce tours and places that I'm researching and visiting myself. And learning more about connecting me more to my local area and the local people around me. Um, So I wanted to share that with you guys today. And I'm also, um, one other new thing I'm doing in terms of tourism this year in 2022 is from this month, end of June, I'm starting to offer a 10-day intensive a sustainable tourism and travel program to try to um, help encourage anybody who wants to uh, create a higher quality brand for themselves as a tour guide um, to practice more sustainable concepts um, when they're talking about tourism, but also to apply some of the things that I've been learning how to do well in terms of communicating clearly being humble, uh, preparing, uh, researching your information. So all of these aspects, which I had been training people to do for years and now practicing myself and getting feedback on um, are going to be a part of this, this course. So it's a 10-day course from uh, June 26 until July 4th um, every night from 7.30 to 9 p.m., I'm not a night owl, so I'm going to gambaru, take a nap before we do it. And then from the end of August, every Monday morning for six weeks, from the 22nd of August until September 26th, every morning from 8 to 9.30 in the morning, uh, doing another 90-minute course, uh, six-week session, um, a little bit of a shorter course. So the 10-week intensive, um, talking about uh, at the end of the course, it'll be really exciting because the students will present their own original tours. Uh, Some people who have already signed up, they're not uh, tour guides themselves. Uh, Some are educators. Some are doing businesses, which are popular with tourists. Um, So I think a really exciting thing that's going to happen from these courses is that I'm going to be able to work with and help develop more sustainable brand of businesses which have tourists visit. Um, And maybe I can help them develop uh, tours around where their business is or how they tell the stories which are connected to their services and products in a more sustainable way. So yeah, really excited about these new courses as well this year. Uh, we'll be talking about how to develop a strong uh, personal brand as well as your company brand if you're coming from a company, um, how to talk about daily views and sites around Japan. Uh, in a clear and interesting and informative way. Uh, how to talk about geography assets by region. So recommending a wider view of Japan outside of your area. Uh, my, my focus or uh, my expertise, I guess, is really focused on the Hiroshima area. But wherever I've been around Japan, now that I go back and I research um there's so many interesting parallels and recommendations i could make outside of hiroshima so if people are visiting japan for two weeks and you as a guide or you as a business owner are able to recommend other places that they might want to visit you're adding much more value to their experience and to the interaction and they might also come back and uh take you up on uh, one of your recommendations the next time. Or they might talk to family and friends when they go home. Um, So these are all great stories, building uh, great stories and narratives about um, things around you in Japan that will enhance the inbound uh, visitor's experience. Also, I want to touch on, I think one of the lessons is uh, connecting favorite travel outside Japan or famous places outside Japan and some of the key aspects of appeal of those international destinations and how they connect to uh, appeal of destinations within Japan. Uh, This is a very engagement focused (laughs) course so it's not going to be like a 90-minute lecture course just from me. Um, I do have parts where I am teaching and leading, and then we have engagement time and discussion time. So if that sounds interesting to you, uh, definitely reach out, ask me questions. Uh, You can see more information on my website, inboundambassador.com. It's under the uh, Inbound Tourism, Sustainable Tourism Courses. So... Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been wonderful talking with you. And I invite you to come and join me on one of my virtual tours on a Heigo tour. You can find me on Heigo, heigo.com slash JJ Walsh in Japan. Reviews that I've had so far about my virtual tours, What a delightful tour. It was wonderful to stroll around this little town with you and see all the old buildings, including houses, shops, and shrines. The sea looks so beautiful. Uh, Joy is very knowledgeable and gives a wonderful tour. I look forward to future tours. Uh, Another person said this was a very emotional experience for me, seeing the Peace Park, and sounds like for joy as well it's somewhere i never thought i would see so many thanks to Hago and you for making it possible uh so meaningful your explanation of the stories and special places around the park were really interesting and your presentation was truly a reminder of how important it is not to forget this tragedy another person said of a different tour uh, thanks for showing us around. This is one of our favorite tours to date. Uh, equally impressive in terms of content and facilitation. I was grateful and humbled. Another person said, uh, This guide has such a lovely manner of explaining things. Oh, thank you so much. It's amazing to read comments about your tours is really humbling and I'm very grateful Um, she continues she is so knowledgeable and willing to answer questions she has a peaceful calm personality and is unhurried which allowed us to really enjoy the beautiful gardens in peace she did not over talk things and allowed us to absorb the beauty of what she was showing us will for sure join more of her tours. It was my first one, but certainly not my last. Thank you. Uh, So many other wonderful uh, reviews on Hego and it's been such a great learning experience and it really inspires me to keep uh, up on the presentation and the preparation and the good research uh, before every tour, just like I do before every interview. For seek sustainable japan i really appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end well done thank you so much uh you can find out more about courses i'm offering on inboundambassador.com as well as all the podcasts are also on that website uh or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts and i hope you'll continue listening uh, to this tourism and travel focused uh channel on the seek sustainable japan channel thank you so much and yay hooray we are at 60 let's keep going see you next time on travel tuesday take care everyone see you next time